Yo, 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 what's going on, my man? Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. I'm your host, Athea Sam. I'm so glad you're here, and I want to personally thank you for listening and supporting this grassroots podcast that is reaching people around the world, thousands by the day. It is uh, unbelievable uh, what God's doing, and I want to thank you for being a part of it. Uh, Really quickly, if you don't know who I am, you don't know much about me, um, this show, Unleash the Man Within, is actually kind of the front-facing part of a larger organization called Deep Clean Coaching, where we help men quit porn addiction. I'm sure most of you guys know that already, but I just want to make that clear in case you're new to the show. And right now, I'm actually looking for five uh, young professional men, uh, young being ages 25 to 50. Uh, If you're in that range and you are looking to quit pornography and you want some help, uh, well, then I've set aside five spots for listeners of this podcast to do exactly that. Uh, With our new model, which provides one-on-one coaching, we actually have a very limited number of spots. And so as these spots become available, I'm going to try to let you guys know, um, but I'll, I'll just I'll just be frank with you. These spots fill up very quickly, so if you're on the fence, you better just do it now uh, before you lose that opportunity, and you don't have to make the decision right now. All you need to do is book a call using the link in the show notes, and by booking that call, uh, then you know we get to find out more about your situation. You get to find out more about us. We can see if it's the right fit to move forward, and to be honest, only probably 30 to 35% of the people we speak with actually move forward. Um, and so there's there's no pressure. Uh, we don't like we don't put a lot of pressure on people. We want to make sure it's a fit. And if it doesn't fit, we'll redirect you elsewhere. But there's five spots right now. And if you want one of them before they get taken, they're available on a first come, first serve basis. Now is your chance to do that. So link is in the show notes. Go ahead, book a call with our team. And uh, we'd love to see if Deep Clean is the right fit for you. Today we are talking about the major difference between admission and confession. And uh, I promise you, this is not wordplay. Uh, this is this is actually a pretty big deal. Um, my wife and I have been having conversations lately about transparency and vulnerability. And there's been some other conversations going on in our coaching community about confession and admission. And, you know, a lot of people come to us, you know, you listening, you might be in this situation where you know you want to get help. But if you get help and you reach out to someone like us, well, then, you know, you're going to have to pay for a program. That means a charge on the credit card and the wife doesn't know, or she knows a little bit, but she doesn't really know the extent of it. And so if there's a charge on the card or whatever, you know, it merits a much bigger conversation and there's some more figuring out that needs to take place. And the interesting thing is, uh, and this is kind of, uh, I'm going to summarize all these conversations and, and kind of give you the main conclusion here. What I've been observing is that a lot of guys are practicing admission, but few are practicing confession. This is a very common scenario. I'll I'll just, uh, I'm going to elaborate on this scenario just a little bit more to kind of make sure the idea is clear. So somebody comes to us, they want to do the program. Oh, okay. um, It costs money. No problem. Uh, But I haven't told my wife. And if there's a charge on the card, she's going to ask about it. Um... And so we will we will start to ask like okay so is your wife totally in the dark about your situation, and it's like um well no 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 not not totally dark I'm um, she she knows that the struggle's been there okay when was the last time you talked about it oh gosh uh probably I don't know three six eight years ago and um, okay what did you tell her at the time well she knew I was struggling a little bit and I you know I told her I was working to get it under control. And that was sort of the end of it. 
So let me ask you, when the Bible, James 5.16 says, uh, therefore confess your sins to one another that you may be healed. Do you think this is kind of the vision that James had in mind when he was writing that scripture? I'm going to guess probably not. Um, and the the evidence that this is not effective or that this is not a fulfillment of that command is simply, look at the end of the statement, right? It's confess your, your trust. Uh, this is, um, hold on, let me get the right. Yeah, this is King James, New King James Version. Confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. So if confession is done appropriately, it should lead to healing. Now, whether that healing is instantaneous or perhaps the culmination of a process, that part is irrelevant, but it leads to healing. So when when we have quote unquote confessed and it has not led to healing, we have actually simply admitted our problem. Now, admission still deserves credit. It, it, it does actually require a, a skill set or a, a presence of mind to admit that you have a problem to another person. But admission is not the same as confession. Admission is where we tell somebody what's going on. It's surface level details. There's maybe some remorse. There's maybe some uh, extra motivation. You know, when, when we do hear these stories of, yeah, the last time my wife and I talked about it was years ago. Typically, those conversations were around a major life event like getting married, having their first kid, uh, going through a major fight, you know, like whatever it might be, there was something around it and the emotionality of the decision or sorry, of the situation was sort of influencing this like, okay, I guess I got to come clean. But coming clean actually ends up being just admission. Hey, I, um, yeah, you know, I struggle with this sometimes and I'm going to, I'm going to get taken care of. Don't worry. Like this is the last you're going to hear of it. I promise I'm going to be good for it. Well, that's not confession. You just admitted that you have a problem. And again, that's awesome. But we want you to be healed. If you're listening to this, I want you to be healed in this area. I don't want you to just simply admit something so that you can temporarily get the monkey off your back. We want you clean of this stuff for good. And that requires doing confession the right way. Now, uh, one of our most listened to episodes for, uh, for a long time, it was actually our top ranking episode. Uh, it was my interview with Dr. Jeff Stewart, where we literally broke down uh, the clinical process, which is termed a disclosure, in detail. What disclosure should look like from beginning to the end. And I highly recommend you go back and listen to it. It would be worth it for your time and for um, for really understanding this. But let me uh, distill to you a couple of the major items and elements that should be part of biblical confession. Okay, number one is clarity. All right. So this used to drive me crazy. We would be in pastor's meetings. This is when I was a pastor. We'd be in pastor's meetings, you know, and, and one of the values that at most of these organizations that I was part of were, you know, we're, we're, uh, we're people of vulnerability, we're people of community, integrity, da, 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 da. And then we would go around and um, I still remember the one guy, he, this guy was a worship pastor, was really good worship pastor. And um, <laughs> this is the first time I had heard this language and I, I was so bothered by it. That's why it's kind of made an imprint on me. Um, yeah, you know, my wife and I are really navigating some stuff right now, and we would just love prayers for, um, you know, for God's wisdom. Uh, 
okay, sure. Yeah, we can pray for wisdom. Now, look, again, like I'm not bashing the guy. If you don't want to want to air your dirty laundry, you don't want to share personal details, that's fine. But I just wanted to be super clear that that's not confession. And I, in that context, he was not supposed to be confessing stuff. It was just group prayer. But when you use broad, cryptic language, that's not confession. Confession is clear. It's clear what we what we are what we have done and that we are acknowledging it. Okay, so confession is first clear. Second, confession does not blame. All right, confession does not blame. What do I mean by that? I mean that we are not pinning. We're not giving context for you know. Well, uh, you know, I yeah. So you know, I slept with a hooker, but um, you know, we were super drunk and I was hanging out with my friends who they always get me into this stuff. And it's like, okay, no, 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 no. That we're not. We're, we don't know. We don't need the context right now uh, or whatever. Okay, you you made you made a mistake, and the mistake was that you slept with a prostitute. Okay, got it. So again, we want to be clear. We want to not blame, um, and we we want to certainly not try to you know provide context. Confession is just clear. It it doesn't now again. If you are confessing to someone and then they want context, you provide that for them. But we're not going to try to sugarcoat this or kind of justify or even mitigate what took place. We're just going to be outright with it and we're going to own it. Okay. Number three, true confession always has remorse. If you do not feel remorseful about what you've done, but you simply know it was wrong, you are not confessing. You are admitting. All right. The absence of any kind of uh, remorse basically negates any opportunity to biblically confess. So true confession always has a degree of remorse. And then lastly, uh, biblical confession seeks repentance. Okay. If confession is done well, it should lead to repentance, which we know is a changed heart. Okay. Repentance is not, I feel so bad. God, please forgive me. Okay, that's asking God for forgiveness. That's you lingering in your remorse. Repentance, metanoia, the Greek word for repentance, means to change your ways. It means to change course, to change your thinking, your perspective, your paradigms, the per, the, the way you're going about things. It, it Literally, it, it is not even just the change of behavior. It is the change of behavior and everything that encompasses behavior. So guys, make sure when you're having these conversations, okay, and I'm talking about the initial confession of, of, you know, the issue, but you might need to confess a relapse. And when you confess, you should have all these things. It should be clear. You shouldn't be blaming. Um, There should be some remorse for what took place. Uh, Again, not in like a shameful way, but just like, ah, I wish I wouldn't have done that. Um, And then uh, lastly, repentance, right? The, the, the open-mindedness and the willingness of heart to change your ways until this area is fully remedied. And I used to think that was a one and done and then I would feel so bad when I would relapse again. I learned to give myself grace and to accept this for what it was, which was a process. But nonetheless, it needs to lead to that, that ongoing journey of repentance, part of the greater journey of sanctification, you and I becoming more like Christ, more like the men that he made us to So that's everything for today, guys. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you. I hope you have an amazing day. We'll talk soon. Bye-bye.